Hello everyone, welcome to the Inside Out podcast, the show where I, Laura Stembridge, have open and honest conversations with people about their mental well-being and learn about the challenging times they faced and what they do now to maintain a positive state of mind day to day. We learn about what's really going on on the inside and get it out into the open. This show means a lot to me and I love having these deep conversations. Today, you're in for a treat as we meet the Naked Professor, otherwise known as Ben Bidwell. Ben's an all-round genuine guy and someone I absolutely love chatting to on a personal level. Ben's story really resonates with me and I'm pretty sure it's gonna touch you guys too. Ben's a huge mental health advocate and struggled a lot in his early 20s with relationship issues. He's recently risen to Instagram fame through his account, The Naked Professor, and is doing the round speaking and talking at events about mental health and male masculinity. Before we kick off today's show, for those of you that haven't heard of Inside Out, it's an app that allows you to access therapy and coaching anywhere, anytime, any place. Inside Out makes the search for coaches and therapists much easier than it currently is. By completing a simple questionnaire, we connect you to therapists and coaches who have got the skills and expertise to help you. So go take a look at the app. You can find it on the App Store, the Google Play Store, by searching for Inside Out. So now it's time for the show. Sit back, relax, and let's go meet Ben. So, uh, hey everyone, good to be back on the Inside Out podcast. So today I am joined by the very gorgeous Ben Bidwell. Um, some of you may know him as the Naked Professor. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That's great to have you here. So before we delve into the podcast, we always start these uh, t- sessions with a quick fire round, just so that our lovely listeners can get to know you a little bit better um, and just a, a nice way to open up the conversation. Brilliant. Bring it on. So I'm going to fire 10 questions at you. Just the first thing that comes into your mind. Okay. Okay. So what's the first thing you did this morning? Got up, got out of bed. I have a morning routine, um, which is a bit freaky, like involving stretching, meditation, visualizations, music. It's quite quite a long morning routine, but that's, yeah, that's my process every morning. Uh, I don't set an alarm, so I just woke up when I woke up. Uh, Who in the world do you love the most? My mum is my answer. Oh, good answer. That's what comes from my soul. Get the brownie points for that one. <laughs> I hope she's listening. Uh, where's your favourite place to relax and unwind? Do you know what? I, I, this is a weird answer. I'd say the gym. <laughs> Maybe I'm not working hard enough. But I, that's where I get peace of mind. It's clarity. It's my time. I have my headphones in um, and I just I do my thing. And that's that's for me. And I come out in a really like nice mental space. What's the most exciting piece of news you've had in the last seven days? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm inclined to say I did a podcast and I did it on my own, one-on-one with a psychologist. And that was just a, hugely exciting for me because it was a, I saw it as a bit of a challenge in my intellect going, you know, that he was this uh, book writing psychologist who knew their mind inside out and me as a coach, you know, it's slightly different, but that was hugely exciting for me. I loved it to have that conversation. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Oh, thank you. Who or what are you most thankful for? I'm, I'm just thankful for the opportunity at the moment. Like I, I kind of I put London, um, just there's so much going on. There's so many, there's just so much energy. There's so much opportunity. And I'm just thankful for everything I've got going on around me at the moment. In terms of 
people person. Uh, I'd say, do you know what? This is cheesy as well, but there's, there's a girl called Zoe Hardman who was on our podcast actually last week, who's one of my best friends, and we speak, and I'm just, I'm really thankful for the conversations that we get to have because, like, it's therapy most days. And um, yeah, that's just a beautiful friendship that I have. What's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? The biggest challenge is still ongoing. Like there's, I, my whole story around personal development um, uh, goes back to, to an issue I have around sex. And um, that's ongoing. And that feels like kind of my final hurdle. I've done a lot of work mentally on who I am and, and the life that I'm living. But there's still this, this thing around sex that I'm still working on. And that, that's kind of the challenge that is in front of me. Killers or stones? Killers. What day in your life would you like to relive? Oh, this is this is this is an off-brand answer, but first day I ever went to Las Vegas <laughs> it was great fun. Uh, I've never seen pool parties like it. They were just just amazing. You know, it's a hundred degrees of amazing songs. I was with my best friends, and it was just a brilliant energy and just great fun. I mean, who doesn't love Vegas, right? There are some people. There are some, but I, yeah, I struggle to relate to those people. No, it's a very fickle world. It's 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 very off-brand, as I say. But every now and then, like a couple of days at some of those parties, are, are just a big blowout for me. What's the best gift you could give someone? The best gift for me is time and energy, like real, like being present with them and being curious about who they are and what they're doing and what what's going on in their life. That that's better than anything else for me and what advice would you give to your teenage self uh, embrace your embrace your your true energy be who the the fire is inside your soul and don't try and conform with what you think is cool so there we have it 10 questions if i've counted correctly because i lost count when i was going through those <laughs> um, i love those questions cool it's just a nice way to to delve into the podcast really nice open yeah. up the conversation yeah, yeah totally i loved it thank you you've got an amazing journey um, that you've been through and an even better story to tell so shall we start there yeah um i can talk for everyone this one, so <laughs> i'm gonna try and um yeah like i guess i was i was a really closed up to the age of 30 I was a closed man I don't know if I was a you know this whole brand of toxic masculinity that's come out there but I would say I was, I was definitely in the mix of that toxic unemotional kind of tough no I wasn't tough but I wanted to be tough sort of man and I wouldn't feel and I would you know perhaps be disrespectful to women I wasn't connected to who I was I was just living inauthentically that was the first 30 years of my life and and I touched earlier on the questions about the issue, the challenge I have around sex, and, and that was my body talking to me, and uh, I struggled to to get satisfaction sexually, and uh, for me that was that, that was the trigger. And and at the age of thirty, I wanted to change that. Being in some unfulfilling sexual experiences and relationships were suffering, and I wanted to change. So I saw a coach, and um, specifically about that. And we didn't talk about sex. She just unravelled my mind and changed my my mindset and. I became a, a, a very different and much better version of myself through seeing the world and, and learning about what matters and, and you know how to live in a better way from a psychological perspective. And you know, it starts seven years ago and seven years on now, I find myself as a coach helping other people go through their journey and public speaking, doing talks and workshops and just really embodying like the opposite of what I used to be. <laughs> and try and come from from well, try and live in that space as someone who can share this relatably you know I, I whichever chair someone sat in you know I've sat in that seat however closed off they were however kind of much this doesn't make sense you know it makes sense to me I, I, I get them because I've been there 
So uh, yeah, I don't want to make this too woo woo. I just I want I want to make this this is a game of a game of life, and and psychology is a key part of that. Knowing how to to work best and get your mindset. I always say get your mind working is your best friend, not your worst enemy. And that that um yeah, that's where I find myself, and it's it's a really I'm very grateful to be in the space that I'm in now. Wow, what an amazing story! I didn't realize that you'd been through. Um, some of those challenges. Um, obviously, we all probably know you as the naked professor, and the fact you're stripping off, you know, the everything, everything, <laughs> literally everything. Um, so, if you haven't checked out uh, Ben's Instagram and you're wondering what he means by that, go and check it out. You're in for a shock. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, so you're stripping, stripping off the masks of masculinity. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realise um, that the reason behind this it all stems from um, you know the issues that you'd been having with sex. Yeah. I mean, and that must have taken some guts to to actually realise that you needed to go and speak to someone and actually physically having those conversations. Yeah, and do you know what? I mean, we, we spoke about this a little bit off before we started recording, but, you know, I, I didn't say I, re- I, I reached rock bottom, but there were relationships that I wanted to work that didn't work and that they hurt. And, and the sex was a part of that. And it was like, I want to, you know, I'm 30 years old. I want to have a family and I want to be in a fulfilling relationship. That's a big drive for me. So mm-hmm. um, there was my motivation. You know, I, I live in a space where if something's not right with you, you've got the opportunity to change it. You know, I th- and I think a lot of people just live in that same space and just try and bury that bit. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm lucky myself that I was brave enough to confront it. I don't see it as bravery because I think it's important that we all live our truth and we all... Mm-hmm you know look to to try and progress and grow and if there is a challenge we try and confront it but yeah that that i'm just grateful to my body that it showed up and it talked to me and it told me to change because without that i think i could have easily stayed in that sort of toxic space if you like in it that i would kept going all the way and lived a sort of fairly sort of basic surface level existence yeah, and we talked about that as well, didn't we, before um, recording this podcast around how it's easy to get trapped in a, you know, a steady routine where you're feeling some, you're, you're living a life where you're not being fulfilled on all levels. You know, maybe you've got a great income, maybe you've got the family, the 2.4 children, but maybe your purpose in life hasn't been fulfilled. And that's where you feel that element of emptiness. Totally. For me, that's your soul speaking. You know, there's... The, the... This is where I go with my coaching now. It's about trying to get people to um, not just tick boxes of what we're meant to be, but actually, how do you feel? What, what's, what's the energy inside of you? Is, it, are you? is there a sense of emptiness in there? You know, is there, or is there a sense of depression or, or feeling stuck? Or Because this could be your soul shouting at you saying, hey, uh, there's an energy inside of me here that wants to be expressed, that wants to come out. And at the moment, you're just ticking these boxes that I don't really care about. Um, and our soul wants a very different thing to kind of, you know, the ticking boxes. Yeah, unless we live in tune with that as well, I think we we, we risk living a, a, an empty life. It's sad. I don't. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Let's just kind of rewind back to the beginning. You know, so you were working in the corporate life, and that whole you know the sense of purpose around having a job that's fulfilling. I'm assuming that's where some of this all started to bubble away, and that realization that you had the great job, you were living the fast life. What? was the trigger there or was there a trigger that made you realize actually you know what I don't want to be working in corporate life anymore um, I'd rather be doing something more creative yeah it was just that I, I had I was really lucky with the job I had and the people were great I really enjoyed the energy and could have been a whole lot worse but there was something inside of me that just said like there's more there's something else and I think that was my soul saying 
be creative, go and express yourself. You know, there was a burning energy there. Maybe that energy was especially prevalent for me because I think the way I lived, I wasn't expressing myself day to day. I was being, I was wearing a mask, you know, that, that I was trying to be a man or what, what I perceived to be a man, which is strong and tough and all that stuff. And my emotions were buried and I wasn't expressing myself. So maybe I, I felt extra emptiness and yeah, that, that, that drive came from there. I wanted, I, something was saying, make, go and express yourself, get out there. So I just quit that, that corporate job. I didn't know where I was going to go or what I was going to do, but I knew I was, I was 28 and I, I needed to change something because I didn't want to stay in that space. So you're 28, you've made the brave decision to leave mm. corporate life and a steady income and a steady routine um, that comes with, with those jobs. So what did you do next? Um, I went and just did tried things. I just, I did days of work experience wherever I could get it because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just, just went and spoke with people. I had coffees, I had, as I say, work experience days. Um, I read, I listened, I just was like, just went exploring. And I gave myself, I had some money in the bank, I was fortunate. So I just gave myself time. And actually I ended up starting a, a tech company with a friend of mine that just through, we were having lunch sometimes, we were bouncing ideas around and he had a, a vision and I had the capability to help him bring that through, that vision to life. And the next thing we knew, we were running a tech company without much of an idea. And, <laughs> um, it was crazy. I didn't even really know it was a tech company. but And that started kind of my entrepreneurial journey. And we we did some really cool things. It was amazing, but um, it wasn't the right time. And uh, that, that you know, for a couple of really exciting years, it looked amazing, but we couldn't really make it work and into a, fl- a flourishing company. So, but by this point, I'd found myself in the tech tech space, the entrepreneurial tech space. And now I was in that world and it felt a bit more creative. It was a lot more uncertain. You know, when you're running a company, you don't know where the next paycheck's coming, et cetera. And I downscaled my lifestyle a lot and there were you know, challenges with that. I was having to say no to a lot of people, but at the same time, I did feel like I was on a journey of kind of expression and creativity that was inspiring me. So yeah, I found myself in this world of, of tech entrepreneurial companies and, and um, that brought new challenges because in the tech world, it's like, it's one thing having a vision, it's another thing then actually bringing it to life and getting it built and, and I couldn't build anything. So then I was facing all these challenges around working with people to build out my vision and not happening. And then through those frustrations, it led me to start my own blog about mental health and, and sharing my own journey. And because I just, I needed something that was mine. I didn't want, I didn't want to live in this, this, this world anymore. I was so reliant on tech people to build out my vision. So um, as we said before, everything happens for a reason. And, and that whole experience going through the challenges of working with tech guys led me to sort of force myself into building my own brand, get something that's about you. So when you have a tough day at work, come home and you've still got you, you've still got that brand you're building around yourself. And that was, that was the naked professor. And um, without kind of the challenges of, of the tech world, of everything I was going through there, I, I, I don't think I would have had the motivation to go and get some of these unique pictures that, that I got. And uh, you know, that I needed to, I had to be in a, in a, in a hole. I had to be desperate. I needed real drive and determination and, that came through the challenges I had in the tech world. It's just, I'm just grateful to myself that I channeled that frustration and that dif- that difficulty I faced into a positive thing and I took action rather than going, poor me, this is a really hard situation and everything's against me. I said, what can I do about it? And I went out and built my brand and now I'm just so grateful for that because, yeah, it's it's been a really amazing journey over the last year and a half of The Naked Professor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I love that. 
you know, and, and that story sort of mirrors my journey as well. You know, having come out of corporate life, wondering what to do, taking a career break, going traveling, coming up with the idea for a, a tech startup. And, you know, you hear all these stories, don't you, from Silicon Valley about how these companies get started in people's garages. And, you know, the next thing you know, they're, they're unicorn companies, multi-billion pounds, Airbnb, Facebook and the like. But actually the reality of running a tech company is far from, you know, the the glamour that you see on social media and what you read in the press, you know, the long hours, the frustrations, the tech not working, the customers not being there, the users not being there, not sticking with you, the funding issues, the investor issues. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this goes on, doesn't it? They're the one in the million, com- one in the hundred million companies, exactly. aren't they? You don't hear yeah. about the 999 other um, companies that, that, you know, go through all the difficulties. You just hear of the glamour, don't you? Yeah. It's not that way. <laughs> no, not for everyone. <laughs> Definitely not that way. But yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you, you know you found an element of creativity there. Um, whilst you were running, you know, your startup, being your own boss, being able to explore the ideas that you love, finding the passions that motivate you, but then actually realizing the importance of not being solely reliant on that, and actually the importance of developing your brand, and that has led to the Naked Professor. Yeah. So tell us more about that. Yeah, the Naked Professor. Yeah. I guess I, it, it's a bit of a, what is it, a pseudonym? Is that what they call it? I don't know. Uh, almost a, a separate entity of me now. Although every day I, it's becoming more and more me. You know, it started off that I would just post these images of me without any, you know, removing all the masks, bearing my soul, as I say, stripping away the, um, the, the, the masculinity, the toxic masculinity that I, that I had before and starting to embody a more vulnerable um, person, someone who's trying to be creative and truly expressing themselves. So all these images were me, naked, in iconic locations, always back to camera, uh, always sort of very professionally taken. I didn't want this to be a kind of tacky, you know, that that wouldn't embody the message that I was writing about. Um, And I needed these images to represent what I was writing about, which, as I say, is this vulnerability, etc. So, yeah, I went out and got all these pictures and and then started trying to marry the the image with with a message that, that, you know, I really felt and had been through and and learned from uh, around mental health try to use the image as, as a sort of a way to captivate people's attention and, and draw them in to then read about my message underneath. Why is this guy walking towards Big Ben in London naked? What's that about? And then actually they read this story of, you know, why? Uh, the removal of the masks, the uncovering of, of really who I am. And uh, it just, yeah, it sort of caught, captured a bit of attention and, and people kind of reacted to the story. I'm sure it's not for everyone, which is absolutely fine, you know. I'm not, we, we can't, like we said before, you can't please everybody, but hopefully it can capture some, some people's engagement. And, um, yeah, that was a year and a half ago. And I remember that the biggest challenge that I faced on that was actually the first picture I post where I wasn't naked. And I was like, how are people going to react? Are people interested if I'm not naked? You know, how's this going to go? And so that was quite a, a challenging moment. Now, you know, the brand is much more about me and who I am as, as much Ben Bidwell as it is the naked professor. But every now and then I still use those images and still relate um, or tell a, a very vulnerable story around that image. It's my uniqueness, you know, it's my, it's my story. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not just about the naked pictures now. Hopefully it's it's a lot more about everything else that I'm doing and mental health and, and coaching and and trying to be the best version of yourself there are so many images now on instagram that are clearly edited and filtered and touched up and retouched i do wonder whether people are now sick of seeing those types of images and actually what they want to be seeing is real people you know hair not done makeup not done you know walking out in you know gym clothes whatever it happens to be and so that element of vulnerability kind of comes through through having 
less polished versions of reality, if that makes sense. Totally. I think you're seeing that more and more yeah. now, actually. I think you're seeing more and more. Um, Chessie King for me is a, is a do you know Chessie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chessie, you know, posts all these pictures of kind of reality and, and how she could make it look. And this is just me, she says, you know, this is the, the reality of who I am. And um, she's embodying that and embracing it for, 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 for her truth. And there seems to be a bit of, of a rebellion or almost an embracement of vulnerability now. People are trying to, they've cottoned on to this and it's about showing showing your true self because that's where connection lies. You know, I, I really totally agree with you. That I, I have got no interest in, you know, the, the, the boring kind of mask image of everything being pretty and perfect and it without a message or a story. Like it does nothing for me. I want to see the truth. I want to see the, the heart and the soul and the reality and a story and a message that matters and a purpose mm. and a meaning. That's connection for me. Um, but then, of course, you've got you still got the other side. It's 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 going to be there, and you know that's 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 I guess yin and yang. There's always going to be that. But I, I'm definitely seeing it more. I think people are embracing that vulnerability more. And do you think that's because people are sort of more open now and willing to open up about mental health and to talk about it, or do you think that these people are for the cynical folks out there are just thinking, well, actually, you know what? They're just cutting on to yet another trend, which is to be less made up maybe maybe um but i would always go back to the point that i, I really think a big part of mental health for me is authenticity is expressing your true self mm -hmm. and i think you can see an authentic message and i think you can see someone who's jumping on a bandwagon or you can sense it you can just feel something about this and um, just doesn't quite add up so Maybe maybe some people are trying to jump on the bandwagon, um, but I, I don't know. I'd rather just not judge and, and let people do their thing. And, and um, if you connect with the message and it and it resonates with you, then that's that's what counts, you know. So when you weren't seeking help for the issues you've had relating to sex that you've mm. um, just spoken about, did you ever think about going to talk to friends or was it media? I need to go and speak to um, a professional about this and. How did people react? Because, you know, there could be other people listening that are you know, experiencing the same experience. So what advice would you have for them, I guess? I think one thing that probably has driven me on that is that I never, I didn't ever carry any shame around it. it I was always very open. My friends knew about it. You know, it was some, at university, a lot of my friends were calling it a gift because, you know, the, the, the sex didn't end <laughs> um, without getting too graphic. Um and I didn't have any shame. I, and I of course, I still don't have any shame. It was one of those things. Like I, I didn't choose it. It, it was there. It was showing up for a reason. I just hadn't worked out why. So I was always open about it. But the, the side that I didn't like was the impact it had on, on relationships. So that was the driver for me to like, it was clear that just talking about it wasn't letting go. This was, there was something physically going on here. So I needed to address it beyond just, just conversation. Yeah, so it, it was it was actually quite easy for me. But this is the, the message for me is always that none of us are perfect. We've all got stuff going on. Like, you know, we don't need to carry shame about the things that that that, that we're carrying. Um, I love the quote: uh, "Your wound probably isn't your fault, but your healing is definitely your responsibility." You know, that's that's where I, I stand with all this stuff. You know, if you've got challenges, the likelihood is, you know, that probably came from some kind of childhood experiences or just the way you grew up as a child who had no understanding of how to live, you just lived with your eyes open and, and that shaped you as a person. And now, you know, you, there, are, there are question marks about your insecurity or you're not, you don't self-love or, you know, whatever it may be for me sexually, like that was born out of 
none of that was my fault. You know, it was born out of the experiences that I went through. What is clear is that I'm the only one who can change it. So it's my responsibility to go about healing this. And that requires, has, it still is requiring me to go pretty deep and inside myself and introspect and get to know and learn what the hell my body's trying to say to me. That's the message for me here is it's not your fault, whatever you're carrying, you know, it's what is your, what is your responsibility is, is to go about healing it. Yeah. So that element of self-blame, which often comes through a lot. And again, it's something we spoke about before, that feeling of guilt or inadequacy, or it's my fault, you know, I'm to blame here and, and not being able to see past that. I mean, that can have detrimental effects um, if you let that kind of take grip and get a hold of you. It's that conversation we have in our head where we blame ourselves. That's mm. what causes the pain. That's the bad bit. And then, and then that brings shame. And then the shame stops us talking about it. We mm. bury it all. It's, it's that vicious circle. But I think understanding that these challenges, the way we are, we haven't chosen to be the way that we are. We've just lived and we've experienced things right from, you know, they say that, that, that we are shaped as a person between the ages of 0 and 5. You know, well, we haven't got a clue about, we're not making any choices then, we're just living, mm. you know. And as a result of some of those things, at 25, we find X, Y and Z showing up. That's not your fault, you know. What is your, I keep saying it, what is, what is your responsibility is to go about fixing it? And then that, exactly, that festering then leads into all kinds of problems, you know, whether that be anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress, addictions. Absolutely. Um, and all that spiral things. just goes down and down and down. Totally. And it gets harder to, to come out the other side. Completely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that, that's exactly where it all comes from. And we, but we, we, you know, we're suffering from an addiction or something like that. We think, oh my God, I'm a bad person. Like I'm, I'm addicted to this. What's happened to me? I can't, you know, I need to hide it and bury it. Da, da, da. Well, actually that addiction has probably come through some learnings that you took on in a very young childhood that you had no idea about. And you, we need to look at back at addressing that and fundamentally what's going on, side, going on inside that's led you to then be addicted to something to escape. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh, and that's a really important message to get out there. It's, you know, if you are feeling slightly low or there's a challenge that you're struggling to overcome, or, you know, be that an addiction, be that an emotional challenge, a relationship challenge, that it's not a failure to feel that way and that it shouldn't stop you speaking out and getting the support that you need. Because if you don't, it's going to be all encompassing for you. And actually, the only person that's going to suffer is yourself. We're the ones who have to feel what we feel. Yeah. You know, as shiny as you can make everything else look on the outside. We're the ones who have yeah. to live with how we feel. That's the most, I said, I said earlier, that I, we live in a world where I think we'd rather present a good life than actually live a good life. Mm. And that's just fundamentally really badly wrong for me because mm. a lot of people are walking around with a very shiny looking life, but a very empty one in the inside. And it's, it, it, they wonder why, you know, depression and et cetera is, is, is on the rise and mm. there's all these problems despite everything looking so great. And We've got to address what's going on the inside. And do you think that, that a lot of those pressures come from society in terms of, you know, this is the way we should behave. This is the, the vibes that we should be portraying. This is what we should be doing. This is a tough thing to say, but I think society leads us down the wrong path. Mm. You know, from the age of five, whatever it is at school, when we first start learning education, we are taught that a successful life is to work hard, get the grades, maybe go to university, but get a job buy a house, you know, find a partner, have kids, 
get the car, maybe the dog, whatever. If you can do that, this is why you're here, then bingo, you've smashed life. You've, that, that is success. You've hit the jackpot. You've hit the jackpot. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people out there who have done all that and they're 35, 40, 45, whatever. And they're like, I've done everything I ever set out to do. And I feel empty. Like I don't get it. And then they start blaming themselves for being ungrateful. Or like, you know, who am I to feel like this when I've done everything? I've got it all. And it's like, well, actually, because school and everything else has never taught you that your soul needs to be listened to. Your soul has a different kind of energy uh, that isn't fulfilled by ticking those boxes. That needs attention and listening. You know, that wants to create, that wants to be creative. That wants purpose and meaning. You know, that wants to be kind and compassionate. It wants to love. It wants to love yourself and it wants to love other people. You know, none of that is, is on the sort of curriculum at school. <laughs> no, it's not. And actually at school, people, you know, you tend to get bullied for, for self-love and for, for li even liking yourself. You know, there are, there are people out there that will pick up on that and will try to bring you down. Totally, exactly. And that's where I say society leads us down the wrong path. Yeah. You know, and it's actually, it's okay to love yourself and to be in love with yourself. It's better than okay. It's fundamental. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you can't love yourself, then who is going to love you? Completely. Yeah. It starts with you completely yeah. yeah it's the biggest thing love yourself if you love yourself genuinely not on the outside not not love the world that you've created mm. but love yourself so when you look in the mirror you know you you're like yes this is i'm pretty happy with what's going on here not not how you look but the, the world the life that you're living how you're showing up what you're giving to the world yeah you that's 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 what self-love is you know yeah because i remember when i went through a bad patch a few years ago I just, I hated myself. I just, I hated everything about me. And, you know, we've talked about self-harm uh, and people think of self-harming being physical harming, but, you know, there's mental self-harm too, where you're sort of bullying yourself into really negative patterns. And that can have a really strong impact on your ability to hold down relationships and to function, you know, working with colleagues, just being a human on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's taking a lot of time to kind of even to get to a point where I like myself, you know, and now I'm sort of starting to move forward into that. Okay, I'm happy with the purpose that I found and the mission that I'm on and what I'm doing and the fact that we're trying to open up the mental health conversation to benefit other people. And that is helping me sort of yeah, move things forward. But it's a difficult journey to go from, you know, the, the hate to the like and the like to the love. It is really difficult because it's 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 our mind is very very stubborn and it doesn't want to be changed easily because we're still alive and that's our mind's primary function. So it's keep doing this, stay where we are because I'm trying to keep me alive and I'm doing a good job of it. So it doesn't want to change. But I, I totally agree with you. You know, self harm fundamentally we we see it physically, but the biggest form of self harm is most of us is the awful conversation we have in our head where we talk to ourselves because those that conversation is reverberating through our, through our body, you know, and, and the, that energy that we feel inside is coming directly from our thoughts and the conversation we're having. And for most of us, that conversation is not a great one, you know, and, and we need to learn that and figure that out and, and change the way we talk to ourselves and, and try and change our thoughts the best we can or manage our thoughts the best we can so that there is a positive energy coming out of our thoughts that is reverberating through our body. I mean, we know that society doesn't have a great impact on our mental health. And we've talked about how, you know, we conform to be what society wants us to be. But you are doing a really great job now of finding happiness, living the life, the best possible life that you could live and the life that you want to live, but without conforming to society. So, 
you know, if there are people that are thinking, oh, you know, I don't have what I think I should have. And, you know, they're kind of beating themselves up over it. What would you say to those guys? I'd say that I firstly start by saying, you know, like, well done. You've, you've done what you've set out to do in many cases. You know, you're, you, the path that you've been told to go on, you've been on it and you've done a pretty good job. But unfortunately, that, that path isn't necessarily the one that, that's that's right for your soul. And, and while your head is, is happy, it's ticked those boxes, mm-hmm. your soul is empty. And you need to look at trying to top that soul up, you know, give it some of, en- some of the energy in, instead of, of ticking the boxes now. And that's quite a different way of living. You know, I, I, I always use the analogy that, um, you know, our, our head or our mind wants us to be happy. Like it wants, it will lead us to do things that immediately make us feel happy. But happy in that sense is a very temporary emotion. You can feel happy one minute, you get a phone call and bad news, you feel sad. You know, that's not the way to live. Um, this, this fluctuating sense of needing things to make you happy. Um, happy and sad are natural, they're going to happen. But what I'm trying to live by is to, to fill up the energy inside of me um, so that that's, that's a positive energy first and foremost. And then the happiness and the sadness is going to come. It's going to come and go. There's going to be days where I feel happy. There's going to be days where I feel sad. Good things happen, bad things happen. That's the law of equilibrium. It's going to balance. Um, but fundamentally, without worrying about happiness and sadness, what's the energy inside of me? Because if the energy inside of me is, is at a good place to start with, then the happiness and sadness will come and go, no problem. Like that's just part of life, mm. but I'll always feel good on the inside. And I call that kind of a sense of fulfillment. You know, so I, I try and people say, you're happy. And I'm like, well, I don't, like I'm having a good day today. So, you know, yeah, I'm happy. Or, or well, do you know what? Right now it's uh, like, hey, people, I said to you before, hey, people <laughs> taking me down. I can't say I'm waking up feeling on top of the world every morning. But what I am feeling is a real sense of fulfillment inside my energy feels like it's on track. I feel alive. Like I feel like I'm living a purpose. I feel, yeah, I'm, I'm on track. Like I'm looking in the mirror going, this is pretty cool, Ben. Like I'm, I'm pretty happy with what you're doing here with how you're giving, what you're giving to this world. That for me is, is, is we need to readdress this sense of happiness and fulfillment and stop chasing, trying to be happy all the time. Happiness and sadness is, is, is going to come and go start trying to find that energy that that sense of fulfillment how can what can you do there that's your soul that's what's what's gonna really set your lot your world alight those days will come and go won't they the happy days the sad days and that is just life you know it doesn't mean that you're struggling with depression it doesn't mean that there's anything more fundamental going on you know it is important to be able to roll with the punches and you know enjoy the good times because inevitably those will happen on a weekly, a fortnightly, a monthly, a yearly basis. Yeah. I always say like, if we're constantly striving to be happy and, we, and we're achieving it, then all we do is change our goalposts. Mm. We just lift them higher. Our expectations get more. So where does that end? You know, uh, it, it's a constant chase. We just, mm. the, the happier we are, the better days we have, just we expect more, 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 more. And then of course, then what happens is we get to a point where a bad day, what we what appears to be a really bad day, actually a few years before, still would have been a good day. It's just that our expectations have become so high now. Or we might have what we deem a rubbish day. Someone else from from a different society, somewhere else might come in and go, that is the day of my dreams. Like I'd love yeah. to have that day. So it's all just down to your to to your perception and and, and how you're um, adjusting the goalposts. If we're constantly striving for those things, that form of happiness, we're going to live a life where we're just chasing, chasing, chasing. Uh, and it never ends. And if we chase this sense of, you know, you inside out, you know, if we go on the inside 
and get that sorted and top up those levels where we're naturally happy without anything or naturally fulfilled, as I call it, without anything, then that that's a healthy space to live. The good days and bad days will come in and then they'll come and go and that's all good because we'll always have that natural sense, even on a bad day, that it's just a bad day. Life is on track. It's just not a perfect day, you know? Yeah. And, that's and it's fine. okay to have those days. Natural. It's okay to feel sad or lethargic or, you know, not wanting to go to the gym or even face the world. Like it's, it's okay totally. to not be okay. Absolutely. Um, but, but it's, it's when know, that's on repeat. Exactly. It's the, yeah, when that then starts to become the pattern and the routine. Um, that that's when it becomes a problem. Totally, yeah. yeah. Every every now and then, you know, highs, lows, natural, but a constant sense is is, you know, for me, that's when we're 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 getting into the, the space of, of depression um, or needing to to look at changing that. So if people are having a bad day, maybe they're they're, they're concerned or they're feeling uh, a little bit unmotivated, whatever it happens to be. You know, how would you go about making yourself feel better? So you know, you wake up sad in the morning. You know, what can you do during the course of the day to finish off that day on a high, to to bring it around into a positive? Well, uh, I I'm, I wouldn't necessarily go about it that way. If I'm honest, I, w- I would uh, you know go back to what we're saying. Is sometimes you know our energy is going to be a bit low. Sometimes there's going to be challenges. Sometimes we have to have shit days, like we do. You know, we'd have to do things that we don't want to do. I, I always I live by the motto of uh, don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now so i'd almost say like just don't wallow in the pity and the the pain of having a tough day it's natural it's okay if it's happening day after day after day then it then it's you know probably advisable to try and get help you know gp or 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 coach or therapist if it's really important to you and you're about to to do you know you're about to perform or you go to a party or see friends or something you want a state changer and you're like i don't want to be in this shit mood now for this moment then I don't know. Music is a great state changer for me. Uh, I love going to the gym. That's my go thing. Go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, it's a great state changer. Go for a walk. Literally, I can go in there feeling as sad as can be and come out on cloud nine. It's an absolute game changer. It's completely. It exercises therapy, right? It clears your head. The amount of times I've walked in with a head full of rubbish and then walked out with a clear head, like it's, it's often. Meditation gets gets you out of all the noise and into like your, your true sense. Yeah, I don't know. Like like nature, walks, exercise, all that stuff can can just clear your head. Cool. So what's next for the naked professor? Um I mean you've done a great job with it so far. You've got the podcast now which is up and growing. You've had some amazing people on there as well. Davina McCall, a whole bunch of well known personalities. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's great. It's really exciting. I love I love the podcast and I don't know where that's gonna go. We're just doing our thing and it's amazing. I, I just want to keep, I want to keep helping. I want to keep sharing. And I want to keep living in my heart. Like it will, it will unravel. But mm. of course I want to, I want to write books and I just, I want to just, you know, I just want to have as big an impact as I can. That That's, that's, that's what I want. How it happens. Like there's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be good days, bad days. There's going to be rejections. There's going to be yeses and nos, but I just want to keep living my truth and in my heart and doing what I feel compelled and that makes sense to me. And I, I you know, I think the rest will unravel and we'll, we'll, we'll work it out as we go. So what, we're just kind of going moving things forward now into what you do to stay positive okay. and healthy. It's, it's self-awareness is the most important thing to start with. I've, like most people, a lot of people aren't even aware of their values. What really matters to them are their deepest values, not their ticking boxes, but what are their true values inside of them? 
if you don't even know what they are, it's quite hard to live in line with them. So, you know, I, I, I do what makes me proud. That's, that's what vibrates high for me. That's what keeps me feeling inspired about my life. So I go back to, you know, my mantra, as I just said, is, is do what, I don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. I try and do what I want most. Um, not what I want now. And that, that goes back to this good days, bad days. Sometimes doing what you want most is, 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 can be a bad day. It's a really challenging day. It's a hard day. You've got to go through the grind. You know, I want to, I want to be supremely educated around psychology and human behavior. That means there's times when I've got to get my head down and learn and grind. And, you know, there can be hard days, you know, it's not, you're not off having fun the whole time, but it's what I want most. And, I'll feel proud at the end of the day of having learned and grown. So yeah, for me, it's, it's connection to my values and, and my purpose and, and what I want most and, and live in line with that uh, and accept that along the way, that's going to be some, some challenges and some tough days, but the end goal will be great. And I guess through the coaching stuff that you're doing, you're able to fulfill a lot of those values and that, that purpose. I, I think as a coach, you, the, the best way to inspire or help other people is to embody it and for them to see it resonating in you and uh, for them to want to feed off that positivity. It's very hard for me to talk about motivation if they're seeing someone who's completely unmotivated, you know, or for, for example. So yeah, I, 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 it, it, it makes me, it keeps me on track to embody what I'm about and which is a great thing. I think I'd like to think I would do it anyway, but um, yeah. And then to see it rub off on other people and then to them, you know, walk out of our conversation with a little sort of extra leap of energy or is, is yeah, that, that, that makes me proud, you know, that that's in line with my values. Did you think that the, the Ben that was when you were working back in corporate life would be, well, two questions, A, would be proud of what you've achieved now and B, ever thought that you would end up, you know, becoming a tech entrepreneur um, and now a life coach? Um, I think he would he would be, the young Ben would be slightly envious, but pretty sort of disconnected to, to current Ben. He'd be like, oh, he's doing something pretty cool. He doesn't have to go to work in an office in a suit every day. And he's, he's kind of living a bit more of a creative style. That's really, I mean, but at the same time, what the hell is he doing? What is that path? Like that's pretty foreign to me and it's kind of each to their own, but it's not, it's not me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't think we'd be friends, really. Oh, that's really interesting. No, I don't think we would. Not not we would certainly wouldn't be deeply connected. We'd probably have you know we'd be very civil, and we could have a nice chat, but there wouldn't be a, a real connection there. Um, well, that just shows the amount of growth that's happened over the last so many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, some of the things that I say, you know, I think ten years ago, if I heard myself it will be a shock. It'd be like, what, what, what has happened to you, Ben? What, what the hell's going on here? But in a good way. Yeah. Well, in a, in a, but I don't know that younger Ben would know is a good way. He'd be like, whoa, like you sure? Because I wasn't connected enough. I, I didn't, I, I didn't know that at that point, I didn't know. I didn't know about energy inside of me. I didn't know what my soul craved. I didn't know any of this stuff. I just was ticking boxes. And I, that was normal to me. And I would have kept doing that if my body hadn't shouted at me. Mm. So I just didn't know. And I was unaware. But I guess there's an element of bliss, blissfully unaware. I don't know what, 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 how that conversation or how that, that would go. <laughs> I'd have loved it to have happened. But I guess I do. I meet people like me back in the day, to be honest. I still see a lot of those people. And that's... 
it's really nice when I get to coach some of them. Help them through any challenges that they've got and bring them through to actually find their inner purpose. And I think that based on the conversation that we've had, I sense it's where you get the most fulfillment is helping people find their, their goal, their purpose, their sort of mission in life. Definitely. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely. Really nice. Yeah. I feel like that's happened to me and I, I, I can feel the energy flowing through myself and I want everyone to have that energy. Cool. Yeah. So we always wrap up these podcasts with some tips for helping people to maintain a positive state of mind. So we leave people feeling energized and happy and able to go and conquer the world. So what would be your top five tips for maintaining a positive state of mind? Things like I'd say exercise, exercise, you know, releases endorphins. There's so many benefits to it. Exercise is therapy. Um, If not, if not training in the gym, then just walking, going for a walk, being mindful, like being present in the moment, you know, whether that's just listening to an uplifting podcast or some motivation, something inspires you, just, just listening to that and being present in that moment. I would really encourage everyone to, 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 to like try form of meditation or where they just learn about the, their inner energy. They get connected to themselves rather than ticking boxes. Don't beat yourself up for the bad days. Bad days are a part of the journey. That's natural. We're going to have highs and lows. Become aware of the voice inside your head. You know, learning something called the negative bias was, was a big moment for me. Like, And that's that's this premise that our mind is set up to think about the challenges and threats that we have. So it's always erring us on the side of, of caution and, and difficulty. It's always presenting us with the challenges. So learning that that's how our mind naturally thinks and managing those thoughts better so that we can filter all the shit that our mind's presenting, all the challenges saying, oh, be careful of this, be careful of that. And actually saying, actually, do I need to? Or just, you know, do I need to? Is that overly cautious? You know, can I can I let that thought go and not overwhelm me? Uh, I'd say diet. But when I say diet, it's not just, I don't mean the food that you consume, but I mean everything. Like us, you know, our mind feeds off everything that it sees and hears. So having positive conversations that inspire you, not ones that drain you, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with, what programs you're watching on TV, what magazines you're reading, what newspapers you're reading, what information you're filling yourself. If it's full of bad stuff, you know, our mind will react with bad thoughts, you know, so get our diet on track, fill it with, with fill our mind with positivity. See our diet as much more than just what we consume through food. It's everything that we consume, um, including friendships. Well, there we go. On that note, I think that's the perfect opportunity to to wrap this up. Thank you so much for taking part in the podcast. And it's been great having you here. Your journey from corporate life to tech startup to coach, blogger, creative. Nudist. <laughs> Nunes. that word. I'm so sure. That. Can we say that? <laughs> it's, been, it's been amazing. Um, and to have you talk so openly around the challenges you've had along the way. Um, I'm sure everyone listening will will find that uh, motivating and, and hopefully will empower them to look at what their inner purpose is and to, if they don't know it, to take action to find out. Yeah, totally. I hope so. I hope so. But thank you very much. I loved your questions and it was lovely to chat. So thank you for having me. Wow, wasn't that a great conversation? I literally love talking to Ben. Thanks, Ben, so much. It was absolute pleasure having you on the show. So next week, we meet Joe, cheesecake connoisseur and founder of Please Cakes. 
Joe will be talking about the pressures and demands of setting up a business and scaling it literally overnight. So get that episode as soon as it comes out when you hit the subscribe button. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and all the other places you'd go to find a podcast. Just search for Inside Out. If you need support and would like to talk to someone, don't forget you can access coaching and therapy via the Inside Out app, which is available on the Apple and Google Play stores. Or if you need urgent help, the Samaritans are on hand 24-7 and can be contacted by dialing 116-123. Please do make sure that you seek advice from a trained medical practitioner before self-diagnosing or changing any medications. So thanks again to Ben for coming onto the show, our producer Jamie, and all you lovely people for tuning in. Have an absolutely brilliant week, stay positive, and as always, don't forget to let the inside out. <laughs>